Okay. Welcome to Tunnel Talk. Talk. Let's roll it back. to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling podcast on the Social Suplex Network. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. How are you guys doing this week? Oh, you know, you love February. February. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your catchphrase, Leah. Say your catchphrase. I got in trouble for saying it earlier. No, say it. I want you to say it. You didn't just get in ducky. trouble. Just Aww, ducky. Just nice. ducky. It's yeah. honestly, it's like 60 degrees here and the sun came out, so I actually am pretty ducky. I'm like, it's it's light past six o'clock. Like, I'm... I'm in spring. I can't wait till that comes a little bit more northward. Mm-hmm. We've been up in the 40s, but it's it's supposed to go back down to the, you know, like yeah. slightly sub-zero. Not sub-zero, sub-32. It's freezing. It's going to be freezing again. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm not thriving this winter, but I also have been subjecting everybody to a lot of talk about it. So I am <laughs> going to focus on the positives tonight. Um and one big positive, I think, will just be a quick little check-in with Leah about where she's at with her Supernatural watch. <laughs> Supernatural. I wish they had a little theme. Supernatural watch. And yeah, you know what? Anne did very helpfully put a bullet in our notes yeah, that I said, that was reported. So I actually have looked You're it up welcome. beforehand. Uh, and listeners don't know because we cut it, but usually there's a three to five <laughs> long pause. So I have yeah. to look it up. <laughs> But I am, in fact, uh, in the middle of uh, season 12, episode 11, which wow. listeners will know is a slower pace than I've previously that's been true. at. So that's progress. <laughs> that is progress. Of course, that's because the three of us watched like a lot of television yeah. together this weekend. And I so think that. also, aren't you just kind of like afraid for it to be over? Like, is it maybe not just as troubling yeah. for you to slow your pace at this point because you're savoring every last trip <laughs> of Supernatural? How many I think Supernatural. Are there I think 15 Plex, seasons? 15, there's 15 yeah. seasons. Wow. I think Plex told me that there's something like 76 episodes left, and that scared me. Did, did Supernatural <laughs> so get 22 episode seasons all the way to the end? Yeah, sure did. That is so fucking <laughs> sick. When you think of the great TV shows that either didn't yeah. even get, did never got a 20, a perfect 22 episode season, mm-hmm. or started with them and got bargained down to like, eight by the last season. Mm -hmm. The fact that Supernatural, they were like, no, we'd love to continue shuffling money into this. (laughs) That'll be our pleasure. And not only that, but they're like, listen, we've done a couple years without you. We need you to come back. Just come back. (laughs) (laughs) And you downloaded all these episodes. That's like so many terabytes of... Well... And I'd, I'll tell you that I kind of dread Pirate Roberts did it for a while where I downloaded the first season and I was like, but this is, it's just a joke that I'm doing. <laughs> and then I, and then every time I would download a new season, I was like, but I'll probably stop after this. And then it wasn't until I got to season 10 that I was like, I'm just going to download up to 15. <laughs> Once you're season 10, you've, you've made a commitment. That's who but you I, are. I bet you managed to download those as like, it's like probably like seven gigabytes a season, right? Oh, I have no idea. They're probably small files. I bet they're I'm, 250 megabytes 250, yeah, a file. I wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't uh, budgeting because I was sort of like, <laughs> it'll take what it takes. Hey, guys, we just wanted <laughs> like, to let you all know that uh, we love pirating media. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like ballparking. Like, you're not you're not doing like the high-res ones. Like, no. It's not a oh, 20 no. episode. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing no. 1080 because I'm not an animal. Well, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. But, 
Uh, it looks like each season might be 30 gigs. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. Leah, so that's you are. crazy. That's that actually crazy. crazy. I would never have downloaded a 30, 30 gigabyte gigs. season of Supernatural. I wouldn't For- have gone above 10. So that's 300. Okay, oh well. God. Oh my God. If, if I'm in it, if I'm in it, I might as well be in it. Like, Lisa I don't understand what you guys are doing it. here. If, if I'm I going it. to McDonald's, I'm going to order the, off the menu. I'm not going to go to McDonald's and be like, can I have a salad? <laughs> no, no, no. This, not, this is not. This is, not this is like salad. going to it's, Goodwill it's and the buying same. the whole Goodwill. Like, where are you going to put all that content? You know, like it's too big. It's the it doesn't same fit. quality. I mean, like, it's like you just really want to see, like, the exact, the precise shadows on Jason Ackles' beautiful face. <laughs> Do you think or? that it's a better show if it's blurry? Maybe. Uh, I think it would be good not hurt. to see some stuff too clearly. <laughs> what are we going to talk about when you finish watching intros. Supernatural? My God. I know. I don't know. I, my friend Tracy started making me a list of things that she would prefer that I watch after Supernatural. <laughs> What's so on it? Anything we would like? Anything we'd approve of? Well, I can't. You guys can't get into it because we already have a list of that we're watching with the three of us. Yeah, so these are my right. emotional support shows. But well, I just want to know if I think they're going to be good for your mind. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Let uh, let us vet them. Let, let us. Yeah. Judge what they're going to do. To you. Yeah. Just give, it a, give us a little example. She doesn't Let's, want to tell us. That's what's making no, she me nervous. Oh, I know. I'll consult after. Okay. Mm. Well, that really troubles mm. me, but I guess we have no choice but to press on. And do you have any <laughs> exciting news from your week that you'd like to share? Uh, no, it's, not really. It's okay if you don't. I just wanted to give us a chance to palate cleanse from... <laughs> No animals invaded my home, so I have no good stories. That's so unfortunate. I wish you'd gotten another bat or a little flying squirrel or something. Flying squirrel. A raccoon. My my parents got a little flying squirrel in their house. It's wild. uh, It was a while ago. My bed does abet the chimney, like the chimney's behind (laughs) it. And I did hear like little fluttering noises the other day. And I was like, oh no, but nothing came in. You know, when I was in, uh, when I was in grad school, I uh, house sat for one of my professors for like three months because her husband was on sabbatical in the UK. And so she went with him on sabbatical and, and I, and she had three cats. So I stayed at their house and the day they left, I got this message from her being like, Okay, everything's all good at the house, but just to let you know, uh, a squirrel got stuck in the chimney, and um, the pest control people are going to come get the squirrel, but they can't come get it for, like, two days. So (laughs) we just, like, I guess it got into the house, and then they, like, managed to, like, block it back into the chimney. (laughs) So she was like, so there's just a squirrel in there, so don't worry about that. And I was like, hmm, I'm a little worried. Like, and I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah. let the pest guy in. And like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here, a lot of moving parts. Um, and so the pest, so the pest guy didn't come for two days and the squirrel was just in there scrabbling, scrabbling. Oh my God. At the for two for days. Two days. Oh my God. That's not okay. Like, so you're so just like haunted. living, living in fear for two days. Yeah. I didn't like it. I, it's not what I preferred for sure. Wow. Anyway, so that's yeah, so. in case you guys were just like thinking like, oh, if only we could get some more animal stories out of these girls. <laughs> we'll probably be able to sh- shake up a couple more if we try. Uh, on a slightly more serious note, we did want to do a little check-in at the front of this episode. So as everybody knows, because it's impossible not to know, there's been a lot of uh, news coming out and stuff going on uh, surrounding like the WWE and Vince McMahon sex trafficking allegations. We haven't talked about those on our podcast and we're going to continue to not talk about them 
because we don't, that's not what our podcast is about. Like we don't, we don't go there. Uh, we talk about AEW. We obviously, if at some point those like allegations touch people who are at uh, AEW, like we would be forced to discuss it and we wouldn't enjoy it because it sucks. As a woman, yeah. Yeah. it fucking sucks to it think about sucks. it. Yeah. It wouldn't be uh, my favorite thing that we'd do. But It hasn't no, been like a would. super fun couple of weeks in the wrestling community to be trying to engage with. Even just being on the periphery, just like being nearby, it's been kind of soul killing. So, yeah. I mean, I like read, well, a big chunk of the lawsuit until I felt too nauseated and I had to stop. So that was fun. And I've been feeling pretty gross about it all. (laughs) It's a fucking bummer, guys. (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyway, but so so again, we're going to continue to not really talk about that unless it ends up impacting our space more directly. But we did, we were really happy to see other uh, podcasters on the Social Suplex Network covering it in ways that we really appreciated and that felt like, you know, real and honest and respectful. So we just wanted to call out a couple of those episodes. So Imp's WWE Adventure uh, had an episode uh, that we thought dealt with it really well. Rich did a solo uh, One Nation Radio episode where he talked about it uh, in a way that I think that we all really appreciated and also Trish and Sarah's wrestling podcast, their most recent episode. I know that uh, as women in the wrestling space, it felt really fucking good mm-hmm. to hear women say things that you don't get to hear women say very much because there's no, not that many women in the wrestling space. <laughs> um, yeah. So we just wanted to to talk about this a little and, and thank and thank our yeah. fellow podcasters. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think a big part of how disheartening the whole thing has been has just been like, oh, wow, what the wrestling media is overwhelming. Like, there's just almost no women in it, and it's so depressing, especially when so many men talking about it just are completely unequipped to talk about it in any kind of yeah, like ra- informed way. I don't know. unequipped. And I mean, just, Trish and Sarah got into this a lot, but they did, just a yeah. lot of men out there being like, so wacky and crazy, wild allegations. And yeah. it's like, oh, actually extremely like gutting horrific content yeah. that like is hitting a lot of women where they live in the world. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it was sort of, I, kept, I kept feeling like I wish men were taking this more personally because like as a woman reading it, you're like, it feels very personal and you're thinking of like every fucked up thing that's ever happened to like you and everyone, you know, yeah. um, and men just didn't seem to be, but I did really appreciate um, like Imp's WWE adventure. Like he did a great job of just really dealing with it, like with a, a good tone. And I think even at the end, he like, said something that made it clear he was like imagining being Janelle Grant, not imagining being like her dad or her brother or some male owner of hers, which I really appreciated. I just thought he really, I think treated it seriously and um, you know, just sort of with the kind of emotions that I would hope that as a human you would have around it. So I really appreciated that episode from him. Yeah. And I can't imagine how Rich did a solo episode. Rich, I don't know how you're doing solo episodes ever at all. Like the the three of us are just like, if there aren't three of us, we're broken. But so Imps was solo too. I don't know how, yeah. How do you just get on there and talk? I genuinely don't know. I can't imagine how you get on the mic and talk about something so serious and so, I don't know, delicate, 
by yourself without someone to work through. But Rich did a great job. He was very clearly thoughtful and considerate. And I really appreciated the way he was talking about it. But of course, Trish and Sarah fucking nailed the shit. Yeah, out that of just it. came yeah. out this week. I'm, and yeah, that yeah. just came out. And I'm lucky enough to be their producer. And there was a there's a specific run that um, they both go on in the middle that uh, I like teared up on the I know, podcast. I was just walking in the park crying to myself. Yeah, like, yeah. so... I, I mean, teared I'm, up, like, multiple times in this episode. It was yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was, like, a really good, you know... I mean, it's a horrible time to be a wrestling fan. It's really miserable to be a wrestling mm. fan, but it's a really good time to be a part of the Social Suplex Network because it was, like, yeah. one of those moments where I was looking around and I was like, my larger community sucks ass. Yeah. <laughs> but my... <laughs> You know, closer community kind of yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Trish and Sarah, they did such an amazing job. I think what I really appreciate was how much they went into, like, just how it's, like, obviously, like, Vince is a person who should die in prison and go to hell. But, yeah. like, it's such a wider issue. than I feel like the larger community, like, it's often been, like, people are, like, either it's just Vince or people who are better are, like, it's also Triple H. It's also the higher-ups. But Trish and Sarah did a really good job of being, like, Vince is so influential in wrestling for the last at least 50 years that like this is all trickled out into how everyone presents people, how everything has been done, like who's been successful in wrestling. And then the media being such a boys club yeah. too that enables it. It was just like so satisfying. Cause when I was reading that lawsuit, like actually what was most shocking was what a vile backstage environment it was yeah. like giving me, like how many people were just kind of like, like Vince was showing pornographic pictures of this woman against her will and stuff too and it was just like wow it's cool that he would just walk up to like 12 tech guys and like think it was God. fine to do this you know and um does, and it was really upsetting give you some insight into into the degree to which some wrestlers don't seem to understand how a workplace should operate i guess yeah. it gives you a little insight there it's like yeah it's a really a lot of stuff has been super fucked up for a long time across the board, in part because mm -hmm. you have like certain people at the head like setting the tone and it trickles yeah. down. Um, yeah. as, as you guys know, I rewatched my comfort movie Spotlight this week. And as they say <laughs> repeatedly in Spotlight, we have to nail the system. We have to show mm -hmm. that the system has a problem. And uh, it does. So uh, yeah. I think that's all. We, we just really wanted to shout out uh, you know, the the people who've been doing a good job of talking about it, which is shockingly rare in the in the yeah. wider wrestling community. And again, we will continue to probably not really talk about it, not because we don't care, but um sucks to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Yeah. So but but if you want to say anything out of your mouth about anything related to this, you should Trish and Sarah's required listening. Like yeah. you just yeah. absolutely have to listen yeah. to it. Yeah. I do sort of. I'm like, I think that in order to type into Twitter.com, you should <laughs> listen <laughs> to that episode first. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Put, put it up. Joe Biden's not returning my phone calls. So. <laughs> He's really worried about how you should get a free seat for your kid when you fly, I believe, is what he's doing <laughs> right now. Well, we're not gonna talk politics on this podcast. <laughs> so We've got to move on and start talking about some of the dumb shit we actually will talk about. Uh, 
Mark Briscoe got an in-ring segment on Collision this week. Great transition. Where he responded <laughs> to, to the House of Black attacking him before last week. A stupid steel cage match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> silly steel cage match for silly boys. Uh, he was interrupted by a little House of Black power outage. Followed by a House of Black pre-tape uh, that was mostly about how Malachi Black loves magic tricks. <laughs> It uh, it explains a lot. Um, One of our listeners in our in our Discord channel said, "Oh, this is the House of Black to me," and they they put a little screenshot of of Joe Bluth and the League of Magicians holding up a like we demand to take be taken seriously sign, which um, has shaped how I see House of Black going forward. Yeah, I I I think yeah, I believe in response, Allie photoshopped. him saying, <laughs> it's, they're not tricks, they're illusions. They're illusions. <laughs> and we had Malachi, I had Malachi say that to us because he said, girls, why are you always so mean to me? <laughs> I said, because you're so fucking boring, dude. And you have a bad attitude, which is our least favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on Collision, FTR and Danny Garcia had a little backstage segment about whether they'll continue wrestling together. I actually thought, I was like, I feel like I've never seen this happen before and I don't really understand why it's happening. Like usually people just kind of like partner up until they don't. I love that it was like a, it was kind of a check-in. Like, are you still feeling safe? Like this is a good situation for you. And I was like, like, it's not for me. I can send, I can send. Isn't there someone you forgot to ask? And they were, they were all like, of course I never imagined I would ever team with them, but of course I value it so strongly. It is, it is very funny because there are so many nonsensical parents of people, but no one has ever been called upon to be like, does it make sense to you? And then been like, no, not at all. And I don't know why it's happening, but, um, but it's gonna keep of course happening. I love it. And FDR kind of looked dead behind the eyes as they were saying it. They've too, had like, a really beaten energy for a while. And I, it couldn't happen to a... More terrible group. More terrible couple of people. Uh, I do hope Cash Wheeler's in jail soon. Uh, He he won't be. He lives in Florida. But um, when was the last time they were on Dynamite? Has it been? Oh, they're legally uh, not allowed. (laughs) They're banned from the building, I think, if they they try to show up. Oh, because of the the EVPs. That's their best work yet. (laughs) Mm. Just kidding, guys. No one's been banned from the building, probably. (laughs) <laughs> who could never be sure. For a bad it is attitude. true that FDR and House of Black are the only ones who haven't yeah. escaped Collision Island, though. I think funny. they want to be there. Like, I mean, I get, I, I, th- I don't know. They're still telling themselves stories about how Collision is such a great <laughs> show, which men on the internet have also been telling themselves. And I, let's do a quick check in here. We watched Collision together this week. I love, like, we do a lot of things together. Like, that's what gives <laughs> us the strength to do things. So we watch Collision together and. The matches on that show are so long. But then it's like we watched Swerve Hangman on Dynamite this week. That's a long match. I'm riveted every second. I know. Even matches that I like on Collision, they just, after a while, you're like, how could this still be happening? I literally... That... that I'm looking at it right now that Daniel Garcia and FTR versus the patriarchy match was 23 minutes long. Gun to my head. I would have said it was at least 45, 47. not an hour and a half. Yeah. We did watch rampage first, but I still, I made you guys stop in the middle of collision. Cause I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like we 
have to take Anne, a break and watch something a else. A pathetic <laughs> little mule from Am. Like, please. Let like, me how go. much longer? There's still an hour left. I can't do it. We had to come it, back the next night. It yeah. kills me every time anyone like describes Collision that's a fan of it because they're saying the same things except <laughs> complimentary. They're like, it's just like it's just like a shoe that you've been wearing all of your life, and like it's just you can just your put your foot in the your shoe. Foot loves to be there. The shoe kisses the foot. <laughs> the, the leather is just like, it's just so broken in. It just, <laughs> it's like it is your foot. <laughs> so comfortable. You just don't even think about anything that's happening. Like you couldn't even oh pay attention God. if you tried. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel a little bad. Cause I'm like, I know that collision isn't like, it's not our enemy and we shouldn't be mean to it, but it's still just like, yeah, it does kind of suck ass though. Like for us, based on what we like, it's not what we prefer. But yeah, I feel like there's just not storylines happening in a way, except that like House of Black does things, and you're just like, well, I couldn't focus on. That they do at magic. All. They do magic tricks. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they magic do illusions. Tricks. And FTR talks <laughs> passionately about nothing. I <laughs> like, would like to watch, you know, the interested development when Jove goes into the. Uh, he's supposed to marry Anne, and then instead he <laughs> goes into the Rock, and ends up somewhere. You know that great part of Arrested Development? Anyway, I'd love to the put Malachi. I can't remember that. It's because anyway. it, he's playing Jesus or something. Yeah. Well, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know. Anyway, yeah. let's let's move on. So, oh, so then, <laughs> uh, oh, Danny Garcia and FTR fought Christian Cage and th- Dax said his sons in the main <laughs> event, which shocked me because I was like, I don't think we are kind of the, I would call us, like professionals <laughs> when it comes to experts. subject matter experts. Thank you. And when it comes to saying like, who is whose son? Luchasaurus is not Christian's son. No, no. Okay. He's, He's his, his dog. abused dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it's a father dog situation, not a father lover situation. Of course, in pay attention, FTR, it's a classic father dog situation. <laughs> doesn't surprise me that FTR doesn't know what a son is. <laughs> They were right that Nick Wayne, of She's course, is uh, is Christian's son. Um, of who Christian is bringing an insane energy too. But uh, <coughs> yeah, Luchasaurus is a dog. So that was the main event, and uh, Danny Garcia pinned Nick Wayne for the win. Um, I don't know, like, yeah, any any thoughts on uh, FTR kind of wriggling their way into the into the coposphere, as I've said here. <laughs> That's my only thought that about why this is happening is that like. If they fight Christian enough, uh, it'll eventually... Because I think FTR is like BFF with Cope. I believe so. so. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I assume it's going to go there eventually. But it's like, why did Daniel Garcia have to like hold Cope's place open? I don't... Like, why did that happen? I don't know. I do. I did think it was really funny. Dax in his little promo was like, and I don't know if you heard, but the rankings are back and we're not in the tag team rankings and that's okay because there's some great teams in there. It's just like, okay, buddy. He goes, you know what rankings we are in? We're in the trios rankings. So, and that's, so we're coming for you tonight, like Christian and your, Christian and sons. And it was just like, they don't have any titles. Like, I, I mean, I guess it's because you're trying to rise in the rankings, but just the way he framed it was just like, sir, you must take a breath. <laughs> it was so Jeez. funny that he threw in that little insecurity about being in the rankings that he really didn't need to. And then being like, there's great tag teams in the rankings. It's like, yeah, like Alex Silver and Alex Silver, <laughs> Alex, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. And no, like, I liked Orange, it. I like you, Mario. Alex yeah. Silver. Alex Silver. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. And, uh, 
Mm-hmm. And Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta, that classic tag team. Oh my team. god! Yeah, yeah. You know, Jax is that right consistently now. that drill tweet that's like, "I'm not owned. I'm not <laughs> owned." Because I continue to insist as I, sl- I slowly shrink, Turn and transform into a corn cob. <laughs> yep. Don't yeah. put that I was mad in the paper. Also, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's just do a quick little check in. Then we have nothing else to say about that. But we did as a group, <laughs> as we do. <laughs> It is a little troubling how many times we're like, and we're also watching this as a group. Like, yeah, we had a great weekend, okay? We I don't know what to tell you guys. We hang out online a lot, okay? <laughs> we like each other, but... It's winter. It's, yeah, it's winter. winter. We can't go outside. We Some of us live in really cold climates. So uh, we did watch the, the Disney Plus uh, Percy Jackson show because Adam Copeland was in it. Well, for multiple reasons. But uh, we were like, we got to see what Cope's getting up to in there. And what he's getting up to is actually great acting he is really good in it i was kind of like ready to make fun of him i think but like we're like oh i think i came out of it really loving adam copeland oh right up literally felt like it was like is copeland the greatest actor of our time or is my brain like permanently damaged from wrestling because like he was delightful like everything he was doing was perfect i'm not naming names but he was better than some normal actors in that show like he He actually did kill it he was so funny he did such a great i think wrestling really prepared him for the Mm -hmm. character in the way he was supposed to be like really broad and funny and then abruptly super scary Mm -hmm. wrestling had his back he was ready for it i I mean really casting the god of war as a pro wrestler is like not a bad idea and i was reading an interview where somebody was like the scene in the diner when you were sitting down with uh I don't know if anything's a spoiler, so I'll just say with a character. With a a child. Uh, Did you approach that as a promo? And he was like, a little bit. Like a promo battle, a little bit. And I was like, I fucking love this. So cute. Uh, Yeah, he did did a great job. I'm horny for the man, of course. Yeah. So he was really hot. I mean, he was good. being really funny and he, he looked great. He was really hot. He was really funny. And there was moments of incredible patheticness. And that is, yeah. that is a combination yeah. so important. that I'm yeah. really into. That is the hottest a man could be when he combines those. When he's wet and pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think this podcast will bear that out. Uh, I think we've been on the record about that. Yeah. (laughs) If you consult our records and you'll find we have very often talked about both wetness and patheticness (laughs) in highly complimentary terms. So, uh, yeah, so it's, I guess in some ways, uh, it's quite an uneven show quality wise. Um, of course, it, TV has been ruined by the eight only, episode season. If only mm. they'd gotten Supernatural 22 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like if only they'd right. gotten a little right. of that CW budget. But, um, uh, there's, there's fun parts and, uh, just check out the cope scenes if you, you know, if you want to be like, Ooh, Mr. Copeland, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was so excited to see him. I was like, and then he's going to like kiss his husband, Christian. It's like, no, that's the wrestling show you watch that you're not that excited to see him. And you should, I don't know what. <laughs> well, now I am. Me, I yeah, want to see him kiss oh, yeah, more than now. ever. <laughs> I know. Okay. Speaking of kissing, uh, Swerve and Hangman had the third match of their trilogy <laughs> on Dynamite this week. They didn't kiss, but what if they had, you know, <laughs> what came pretty close. They did what some. If- Tender biting. What can we say before we dig down into some of the stuff we loved about the the match? What can we say from an objective perspective? (laughs) Swerve was over as a face with the crowd. Hangman was getting booed by the crowd. 
the, the match had a slightly, and I'm not saying this like my, my judgmentally, the way they approached it felt like they approached it a little tactically. Both men were feeling mm-hmm. each other out. They know each other pretty well at this point. They know each other's bodies. So <laughs> they were kind of deciding how to approach the match. And then ultimately the approach that they had was for 30 minutes. And so it was full on sex. Should we say that? Can we say that? I don't know yeah. what to say. Yeah. I think uh, it is what it is. It I is say what, what I is. see. Well, yeah. yeah. What else are we supposed to say? What are we, are we supposed lie? to say? We, when you we watch never two lie. men literally roll on top of each roll. other like over and over yeah. for like, I mean, what are you and, supposed to say about it? What are you push, supposed to think? Push each other to their, push uh-huh. each other to their limits, to the they, limits of their bodies. They were communicating. You know, they were communicating yeah. with their bodies. Body yeah. wise, the kissing poses they did—they were mm. intense kissing. They were poses. galloping mm. terribly. I would say they yes, were galloping they terribly. Were. Yeah, yes, they were. And I felt like I, when I got on Twitter afterwards, I thought now people see it the way the fun-loving girls do, <laughs> because it was a real wall of content saying I need a cigarette, and I did, <laughs> and I did need a cigarette, and yeah. I had a great time, and I loved it. Um, and okay, so how did the match end, you may ask? Well, uh, it was a 30-minute time limit, and the buzzer sounded just as Swerve had pinned Hangman at a two-count. So the question remains, would Hangman have managed to kick out? We'll never know. Swerve, desperate, asks for five more minutes. Hangman, enraged, says, no, you will never get anything from me you will never win the world championship you'll never have anything and he rolls out of the ring and he goes to leave and then little trickster tony calls down to like tony shivani or whatever and says actually swerve and hangman are tied in the standings as the number one contenders and they will both be fighting joe at uh revolution and swerve goes from looking so upset to laughing his little laugh and hangman is gesticulating and saying you didn't win you never you never won you never won um and they will all fight each other at revolution and uh Annis, i think you've pointed out that is a party that i, I don't think that samoa joe is going to find himself uh, really a <laughs> central part of <laughs> samoa joe is like a sideline in, in someone else's romantic and sexual story. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting that Hangman, like I really like the character note where um, he's focused on keeping Swerve. from. It's, he yeah. doesn't care if he wins yeah. the world belt title. He just wants Swerve to not have it, which, um, so him being disappointed that he gets a title shot is really, like an angry, is, yeah. um, it's real good. Mm-hmm. It's true because he did. He gave one little. He gave. He did that one little promo at Joe, but Swerve was there too, where he was just like, "I let my eyes off the world championship, but now it's like I have my head screwed on. I'm going to go for it again." But it's like nobody buys it, buddy. We know that. Mm-hmm. We know that it's really not about you getting it. It's about him not getting it, which mm-hmm. uh, you know anyone who's ever been a toddler understands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When a man broke into your house and threatened your baby, I mean, yeah. Well, did you, you guys want to get into? Did you see that someone in our group chat, I wish I could remember exactly who, was like, the thing was that maybe it wasn't really a house invasion because, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. any house that swerves in, it's his house. So, <laughs> so it's kind of, a, really kind of funny. a loophole, kind of it's a technicality kind of a there. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't really heel behavior. So true. Uh, do you guys want to talk about some of the, some of the face heel 
dynamics here. Maybe we can work through our feelings together. I would really like that because I am very indecisive about a lot of this. Like, I I feel like a lot of the discussion I've been reading on the internet, I'm like, I don't quite agree with you, but I don't know how I feel either. So, yeah, to me, like hangman going heel has been, has made sense. Like as a story beat, because it's like swerve, like has dysregulated to him to the point where now he'll do anything to murder swerve. And so that's working. Yeah. I think it's, (laughs) <laughs> much like in life in fiction it's easier for a good person to become a bad person yes. than it is for a bad person to become a good yeah. person which is why we should all be careful about what we're doing all the time <laughs> because you can really go off a cliff a you know and it's hard to come Anne. back <laughs> um but uh swerve becoming babyface is the is the part where i'm like yeah they're not really doing the work and they never do the work you know no so, yeah. Right, it's like, is it fair to, but we decry everybody for it, so it's fair for us Mm. to do it. Is it fair for other people to complain about it that much when you didn't complain about it? I mean, I guess people complain about it kind of with when MJF heel turned, but then like MJF was doing whatever we can't get into that let's not even yeah. reopen that his can character of is like so much more squirrely and yeah all over the place i feel like it was less of a yeah but you're the, but you oh. are right i keep doing our classic exercise of being like okay well when spike on buffy face turned yeah, like what, what did I they always. have to do to make it work and i was yeah. thinking like does he out and out apologize for stuff like no except for eventually some really bad stuff he does uh <laughs> like but it is, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, a certain degree of it is about vulnerability, right? Like, and that's mm-hmm. true on all, uh, in all media, when there's an evil character, the more that you get to know them and understand them and see them in moments when they're not performing their mm-hmm. villainy, that is when you start to like, be like, okay, no, I see it, I see it. And they have been doing so Swerve has been doing these promos where he they're kind of like facey promos that are talking about like his what he wants and you know like what he uh why he has done the things that he's done. I think it, they've been it's mixed success. Like especially he did the one on Collision that was the Black History Month themed one where he's saying like I want to be the first black AEW champion which makes total sense as uh you know, something for him to be pursuing. And then, but then he also mixed in that he's like, so I won't apologize for anything that I've done on the way to get here. And as a viewer, you're kind of like, okay, well you did menace a baby. (laughs) So I guess I personally feel like I would have taken a slightly different tack to be like, maybe I've done fucked up shit and maybe I shouldn't have done it. But, like, when you have a dream that is so big and so important, sometimes, like, shit goes wacky on the way to get there. That, to me, would have been more, like, it's a slight change, but it would have been more persuasive than to deliver in kind of a villainous way, like, but I'm not sorry for anything I've done, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you see that, like, the bad stuff they did came out, what it what it was motivated by sometimes that can help. Like I feel like hangman has done the sort of healy stuff to face mm-hmm. pretty well when it was like, he was like insecure and alcoholic. So he started sort of downward spiraling and then he like treated his friends really badly. And so you can yeah. kind of come back from that. Cause you're like, well, that's sort of like sympathy or at least relatable. Um, and swerve is like so 
like I love his presentation. He's so yeah. cool and so, but he's still doing a lot of the like kind of cool psycho stuff, and yes. it is harder to feel like he's a good guy. I think. Yeah, and and I think that's where I have felt like the the vulnerability is not coming out that much. You still feel right. like you're seeing a lot of performance. I think the yeah. other thing that's going on is that it's like you can feel the way the narrative is being directed kind of right. Right. Where it's mm-hmm. like, he's like, well, I have this like big righteous dream that I'm pursuing and it's, it's like valid. And it's like, yeah, it's totally valid dude. But actually the shit that happened between you and hangman was really personal. Like it actually mm-hmm. wasn't like, like that is a part of your story and a part of your character but we as viewers know that that does not explain the shit that went on between the two of you. So you're not being, you're not being a hundred percent with us. You're not being fully vulnerable. You're not giving us everything. You're telling totally. us a story. I was just thinking like, cause I've been very like, but I don't know how they like turn swerve face like for real in the time frame that they have. Cause like the menacing yeah. the baby is just really bad. But I just thought <laughs> you're right. It is really personal with Hangman. And I think if he came out and said, you know, I'm sexually and romantically in love with Hangman and that's why I had to really go to his home because I was so driven wild by my love for him, I think that would work for me. So that's something to think about. Just a free idea for them. I think also, I think he could get away with just saying like, you know what? I can admit it. You make me crazy. I have done crazy things that I didn't mean to do because I felt like you pushed me to the limit and my anger Mm. at you for the things that you have pushed me to the limit. Mm. But you know what? I don't want that. I don't want that in my space anymore. Like I want to, I want to go for what I want and I don't want you to be a part of it. I want to leave you behind. That would be a really good for Swerve to be like, I am over you. I am focused on the belt. I am not doing this anymore. I'm not like, yeah, you and I are, are, we have a toxic relationship and I'm ending (laughs) it. Yeah. And for Hangman to be like, you'll never be done with me. That would be both really, really sexy and it would Mm -hmm. work really well. Yeah. yeah, and, and it would tie in with those promos that he's giving about like being the first black champion and Absolutely. Black History Month and stuff, which like as isolated incidents, I have like enjoyed the promos, Absolutely. like they work, but it's like in the whole narrative, they just kind of are weird. Yeah, it's it really is this question of like, you want to make the pieces all mm. add up and I don't know, it's, it's hard. Like I understand yeah. that it's hard to, over time in the world of wrestling make it all well, that's sense. part of it is I like I think I listened to that that interview that Swerve gave where he was talking about how like he and Hangman didn't want to fall into like this mm-hmm. like rigid face heel roles that they were coming into each fight examining yeah. motivations which I think is fair except that now I think like the structure is being imposed on them. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah, they like mm. all of us, like they, all of a sudden they don't have, like it's, it, it, it's just not, like it's, if they had the freedom to continue both being kind of tweeners, it would work. Mm. But like, it seems like we're yeah. supposed to be understanding that the structure <laughs> is coming to play now. Yeah. Do you guys ever feel like, like, I feel like sometimes when longtime wrestling fans are talking to me about how baby faces and heels have to function, and it's like, I have 
you know, like I, I know like other media and what good guys and bad guys are, but I don't have like the history of like or the wrestling yeah. history and experience. It's like often they're saying things and it keeps reminding me of uh, producer Marjorie told the story where like she told her four-year-old that they couldn't roll down the windows in the car because when it's 32 degrees out because it's bad for the car. And she said he got a look on his face like, that doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about cars to dispute it. And that's like constantly how I feel in these heel and face like conversations where yeah. I'm like, that doesn't seem right, but um, I I'm out of my depth here. I don't know. Yeah, no, we we definitely have acknowledged in the past that it's like we lack a certain amount of context for what has traditionally been the case in the sport and a lot of the you know like traditional dynamics that people have played with. I think that we all have said at various points like it doesn't face heel stuff does not always fully make sense to us or like the stuff where it's like, if someone is a heel, like to be a heel, the crap you have to have organic heat and everybody has to be mad at you. And it's kind of like, okay, well there's like, sometimes that seems true, but then sometimes it does seem fun for the crowd to be like, Oh, he's just being a little bad. Just being a bad little guy. Like there has to be space in there for bad little guys. I know. And people keep being also like, well, the crowds are changing now. They want to cheer the heels and stuff. And it's like, well, if the crowds are, changing maybe we need to change how we're thinking about this too but again i, so I don't know enough yeah. about cars no to i know it, so like i don't know there's two persuasive <laughs> arguments because like i think that there is an argument to say that like you know there's very rare people that are willing to be heels the way like don Callis and christian are heels like yeah a lot mm-hmm. of people like play in the space where they see they do want to be chanted and they want yeah. people to buy their merch mm-hmm. and so yeah i get that like there's a certain extent where people are like heels are not supposed to be uh cheered they're supposed yeah. to be booed and, yeah like that's like if you are wimping out from that then that's that sucks and i sort of understand where they're coming from but at the same time i'm like there should be a spectrum of heels like Swerve should be yeah. allowed to be a bad guy who gets cheered and exists yeah. in the same D and D quadrant as Christian, who is full on getting booed nonstop. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I think and it's, it's no, go ahead, Ian. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I do understand because it's like sometimes the crowd doesn't know how they're supposed to react to something. Yeah. It clearly really throws them. And I know, like, being in the crowd, like, it's very fun to like do what you're supposed to yeah, do and is. to chant yeah. and boo and stuff. So it's like on the one hand, like, I get it. Like, you want the crowd to know like the kind of interaction yeah. you're having with them. But but yeah, but there is like a like terrible little rat boy thing, you know, or Swerve being like a cool psycho that you still want to cheer that I feel like you do need to figure out space for maybe. Do you guys, did you guys ever watch the episode of um, the magic school bus where they like are on a frictionless baseball field and they're like learning about how friction works and how if there's no friction, like nothing ever slows down and you know, like things can only change course if like you hit something that makes you change course. Sometimes that's what the wrestling sphere, like that's how I think about it, is it's like you have all these people, like they're trying to move in certain directions, they're like in space or whatever, but they just have to aim at each other. Like that's what Swerve <laughs> and Hangman are doing right now. They're like aiming at each other and being like, okay, and then that if we aim at each other in a certain way, we'll bounce off in a way that will make me this and you this. And it's like Maybe. Yeah. I don't, but you have to yeah. say some stuff to get me there to go with it. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, it did. No, totally. Well, and like wrestling is so like, they're always dealing with the unexpected. Yeah. And like how the crowd reacts is like another unexpected thing. So it's probably amazing when they ever put together anything. Coherent. I know it but, is. And I but feel like you just have to be quick on your feet to be able to sort of yeah. roll with the punches and 
come up with yeah. something that makes sense. I think it's just hard sometimes in wrestling when it's like the crowd wants to cheer. So they're like, well, we'll, we'll present this in a way that like, we'll make it clear that it's okay for the crowd to cheer. And it's just like, okay, but that doesn't cover that. That doesn't cover everything that's going on here. So like, yeah. to me, then there's a feeling of like artificiality of like, okay, yeah. well, but that's not right. Like I don't, yeah. I'm yeah. not getting everything that I need from you to be in that crowd enthusiastically, like doing the yeah. thing that you want me to do. And I, I, to be super clear at the end, I say this loving these men and loving what they're up to and like wanting them to go on to do way more of it, even more of it, you know? Yeah. Well, it is like, you just, you do feel like, like Leah said, it's like, it feels like the tropes are like kind of coming down on them when they were trying not to do it. And you hate to see like the character get flattened. Like I do think like everything they're doing, it's like, I'm, it sounds like I'm not enjoying this and I, uh, no, we're trying to, we're trying to talk it through for ourselves is it's like what's working and what could be better. Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Or like, what, what are they doing at all? The They're doing the I have best no, storyline. Yeah. Yeah, the wrestling, I have no complaints. Absolutely no yeah. complaints mm-hmm. about. It's only like pre- trying to predict what's going to happen next, feeling like it's not, like the promos, I would have done things it's slightly I know. differently. But like, yeah. to be clear, the wrestling has fucking ruled. Oh, it fucking yeah. rocks. And it's like the passion rocks. I think it's just yeah. that, it is that thing where, you know what I said the other day when I was like, when I was in college, I worked at the writing center and mm-hmm. people would bring me their papers and I would be like, okay, yeah, that mostly makes sense. Actually, often it didn't make sense at all. That's true <laughs> for many wrestlers, but I'd be like, that mostly makes sense. We've just got to change a couple things and it's going to strengthen the argument so much. And that is what I feel when I'm mm-hmm. like engaged with this and with the question of the face heel dynamics is it's like oh yeah. god I wish I were vaccinated and I could just tell you like two things that I think would really strengthen your argument yeah and like one promo could really tie it all up if they sort that's of figured out the right angle for it we're always you know? saying it only takes a moment yeah. yeah but in the meantime you know swerves you buckshot Larry and hangman <laughs> and that was good for me that was that was unbelievable that was really good for when me when he did that I was like you Dare you dare <laughs> buckshot you know hangman? And he looked wow. good doing it. Yeah, he could do it. He could do, do it. Hey, a man who he can could do a buckshot do lariat. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on from one super sexy feud to another crazy sexy feud. I mean, we are <laughs> incredible, ladies. At the end of the day, we're eating. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Tony Storm fought Red Velvet on Dynamite this week with Deanna Prato on commentary. Uh, this match did unfortunately have to follow the Swerve Hangman opener, which sucks for them. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I don't think that it should have been there. No. No. The no, that was just mean. Screwed it over just so felt mean spirited. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, but you know, it was there. They did a good job. Deanna did a good job on commentary. Um, I don't remember. She didn't say anything crazy unhinged. I don't think like Tony does. But like, it's yeah. like she was bringing a very powerful energy. Like you just really she, felt like she knows what's she, going on. Yeah. yeah, she felt so confident and just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I belong here. And you know, she and Taz were just yeah. And I. I enjoy that she she and Tony in some ways are mirroring Cope and Christian where like her mm-hmm. vibe on commentary was like I had like she was my friend and I liked mm-hmm. her and now she's doing something crazy and I wish it wasn't <laughs> happening because I miss my yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. That's that's true. With like a little a little less of Cope's initial like I want to save you. Her vibe isn't really I want to save you. She's just like Tony, babe, you've got to get better. Go to the doctor. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this Crazy. isn't normal. Yeah. <laughs> I know you don't think this is okay. It's like everybody around you is too scared to say this. Tony, you are out of your mind. <laughs> Commentary was doing a lot of like, and you know, Tony, she's lost the championship three times, and each one has really taken a hit to her sanity. And now she's this. It's like, yeah. yeah. As I saw someone on TikTok saying today, the people in your life are not being honest with you. That is that is the energy that Deanna is bringing. Uh, after, so after uh, Tony won the match versus Red Velvet, we had a little in-ring segment. Mm, ladies, uh, mm. what can, what can what can we say about this? As just as we struggled with the question in the last segment, yet again we struggle uh, sniffing and nuzzling, mm-hmm. erotically sniffing Diana in the ring. They took I, kissing pose and they mm-hmm. added uh, like did it ten times. They added it was a, a play on kissing pose, a play <laughs> <laughs> and amuse. <laughs> Uh, I, in the women's division mm, to have this level of eroticism. Mm, we don't usually, we don't usually get that. And we don't usually I, get that now. I was stunned. And yeah. uh, to get it when it's like, you are just like, this is a raw organic feeling passion mm-hmm. between two mm-hmm. women. <laughs> With a long history. Who, we, long who have history. matching tattoos. Uh, they, were, their- they were roommates. So, um, yeah, that fucking rocked. That was great. Um, and then the promo that was on Twitter afterwards where oh, yeah. Dion, uh, Tony was talking to Mariah and was like, yes. And when I sniffed Deanna in the ring and then she paused and everyone's looking at her and she goes... <laughs> She is so funny. She's so good. She's She's so good. good. I'm so hyped for this match for Revolution. I think they're doing such a good job in the build for this Mm pay-per-view because there's so many things where I'm like, well, I can't wait to see that. That's really going to pay off. And they're making it feel like a big deal. I know. And they're rolling them out. to get their hands on each other. Yeah. When they'll finally get their hands on each other. Yeah. And it, it's in, it's like obviously we are we're in the soggy middle of the cycle like but I have to say I think they've been rolling out the actual match drops at a great measured pace over the course mm-hmm. of you know the last couple months um, mm-hmm. and like it's not feeling too soggy this was a great no. show this week's show this, was yeah mwah. not soggy at all it was pretty no it was, it was a hot it show. was one of the rare times that I think we agreed with like the internet like I feel like <laughs> yeah every, sometimes we've <laughs> so come true. on here and been like I thought that was a great episode and people everyone was morning. mad <laughs> I know but this was one of the rare ones where everybody shook hands and was like great game great game great game <laughs> yeah <laughs> being, a, being a little wrestling fan is so funny sometimes you are just like am I the pro- am I crazy like <laughs> But no, we're right, I think. Um, (laughs) uh, So they are going to fight at Revolution. What do you think the outcome will or should be? What are you expecting or hoping for? I can't decide because the thing is that I do not believe that people who are in their first three months of being at AEW should be allowed to get the belt. Yeah. But there's also a point where I'm like, how long can Tony do this and what would mm. hurt what would knock her out i don't know what the answer is yeah so, i don't know i don't That's know true. where the story and goes next 
losing the belt would cause her to have a mental break that would change her game. And maybe it, it would be a good time to go out on a high with the 40s thing because it is true. like you can't milk it forever. But it no. does feel very, like when I think about Deanna being the world title holder, I do feel a little bit like, I don't know about that. Like she yeah. just got here. Yeah. yeah, She just got here. And actually, you know what I'm going to have us do? I'm going to have us pause this conversation, move into the next segment, and then circle back on it. How does that feel? Okay. Love it. Okay. Yeah. So... Tony spent all week, Tony Khan, there's too many Tonys, <laughs> too many, to- or as I said the other day, Tony Harding, <laughs> about Tanya Harding, uh, Tony Khan spent all week uh, hyping up his big announcement uh, for Dynamite, and the big announcement turned out to be that AEW is returning to Boston, Leah, uh, and they will be running a show at TD Garden in mid-March, and the show has a special name big business and Tony's very <laughs> excited and it's going to be one of their biggest shows ever and he's so excited everybody should go to the show <laughs> so uh the consensus of pretty much I think 100% consensus of the audience uh online is that Mercedes Monet is going to be debuting at mm-hmm. the show which was like teased in the Boston thing what you guys all know it you're online um so we are going to be getting a we're going to be getting a big change in the women's division. Let's let's talk about let's talk about this announcement. Let's switch tacks. Tony's really been working it at doing this <laughs> announcement. He's really been working at talking to the camera, huh? He did look more normal, but it was very funny because he had the impression of a person who is being very like, what do I normally do with my hands? Just hold them at your sides. Hold them at your sides. Like yeah. the whole time and you're like, this some, is taking a lot out of you to Someone gave him some normally. kind of visualization exercise to do and he was working really hard at it. I think like you said while we were watching it, you were like, he's been working really hard at it. You can tell. I said, yeah, you can tell, but that doesn't mean he's good at it. It doesn't <laughs> no. mean he's doing a good job. You and that's just what tell I meant. Like, you can yeah. tell yes. a lot of effort is going into this presentation. Yeah. <laughs> this is not natural. <laughs> but good for you, Tony. I, we're not being mean to you. We're just celebrating how... No, I found it endearing. How fun yeah. it is to watch. <laughs> all yeah, to be honest, I would rather have a CEO who cannot for the life of yeah. him be normal on camera than yeah. I would like any kind of like sleazy like you know mm-hmm. smooth yeah. talker I'm like it's way funnier that like yeah. Tony you don't think that really... you don't think Matt Jackson should take over these announcements <laughs> <laughs> I know that can't be true Leah you don't think that he wouldn't do a great job and well Listen. he's selling us a used car that has a <laughs> engine full of sawdust <laughs> I think I really hit a new. I mean, we'll get into it. I think I hit a yeah, new we'll level when I called him a Botox dealer to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he could read me the phone book, but it's it is. I do. I do really like my announcements from Tony because it's like this moment. I'm like, look at you. You you don't know how to be a human being. It, it I is like watching the high school morning announcements a little oh bit. Oh my you know, god! Like a little yeah. closed circuit TV. Oh, oh, I miss those. I haven't thought about I those know. in so long. Why don't I get those in my apartment? Uh, all the news. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think that the only thing that I sometimes feel is I'm like, oh, you don't have to work. Just do whatever weird thing you were doing before. It's fine. Yeah. Just be weird. It's okay. You can be a freak. Yeah. Um, anyway, but... Uh, it do does you, feel like he's working a lot harder at the women's division lately yes. in preparation for Mercedes Monet, which I do love. And it does show that like, with a little bit of thought and attention, you actually can have several 
quite delightful women's storylines going at once, and it's been so great. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, as we always say, you don't have to spend that much time on them um, to make them feel real and enjoyable. So, uh, mm-hmm. but the, the reason I wanted us to cycle back on it was because it was like, okay, so so Tony and Deanna are going to fight at Revolution. And as you've said, Leah, it's like, I agree. I don't think people should get to this company and get belts. I think that you should put in your time and I should get to know you before I see you get a belt. Um, mm-hmm. And because that's the only way you're going to have me on your side. And I know you want me on your side. <laughs> We're uh, valuable. We're, We're very valuable, valuable. <laughs> allies. Yeah, we we reach wide on many, <laughs> many people we are fans of are grateful for you our favor. The, hey, you want to be in with the fun-loving girls? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have Those to get fun-loving girls demographic. Yeah, the yeah. unaccompanied women. Diet. Everyone in wrestling is like, no, we've never thought about the fun-loving girl demographic. <laughs> not even we've once, never no. once thought about it. And in fact, we'd almost prefer not to pander to it. <laughs> we I'm, do everything we can to keep the fun-loving girls out of wrestling. Actually, <laughs> that's that's Dustin Grima worm tonguing backstage mm. being like we don't want those fun loving girls around they're always <laughs> asking you to do things like answer questions about what color you like um <laughs> i don't even know what i'm saying right now uh what was i gonna say oh okay but then so then let's say tony keeps the title okay then the next thing that's happening is that mercedes is coming into the division yeah. and i don't want mercedes getting the title either no but so she will. <laughs> And I don't, I don't like your pragmatism. But I don't like your will. pragmatic outlook there. Um, I just, I just don't think, I don't think you should come in and get a title. I think I should get to get to know you. I Certainly. fully agree with you. I don't think Mercedes Renee or Will Ospreay should get them this year, but uh, we'll see what happens. But is your belief that that is what will happen? I think she will. Think. Yeah. Okay. And Although put, I, and I don't know the time. Down. I don't know what the time frame will be, but certainly before I think all in for the problem, the problem with the women's division is okay. One problem. Let's say the one problem. (laughs) Yeah. The one problem. Let's say Tony, Tony lets us make that rule. You have to be in AEW for six months before you're allowed to touch the belt. Yeah. So that takes Deanna and Mercedes out who would take it off of Tony. Yeah. Like, you're not going to give it to Sheeta again. Britt needs a lot of fucking rehabilitation before she can yeah, be. I'd love to see her again. I'd love to I see know. her again, of course. I would love to see her again. We haven't, have we seen, um, has what's her face? <laughs> Allie. You know, the, um, she just came back, Thunder Rosa. Thunder has she Rosa. been yeah. wrestling anywhere again? Or she, I mean, she's not going to get immediately again, but yeah. she's been. Yeah, a- she was on. Remember, she was in that tag team with Abaddon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was a while ago, right? And then she had a then she had a couple singles. She had two yeah. singles matches, maybe. Yeah. What is time? I feel like in January she's had a couple matches. Well, I don't think she's gonna get. If I could so think I of why. like no. one person to take it off of Tony, yeah. and hold it for six months while we all got to know Mercedes, yeah. then yeah. I would let her have it. But I, I just, yeah, I just don't think that Deanna and this is true for both of them should have it the first time they challenge for it. I know, yeah. but you I know agree. I don't run the world, so mm-hmm. I think I think in six months instead I will be like, and of course all the respect to my champions, <laughs> all the respect, <laughs> and of course all our best to her friends and family, our traditional best to her friends and family. Um, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Do you guys think that Okada is also coming at Big Boston, Big Big Business Boston? 
Listen, I, I am going to go to that show. And I'm going to, like, I know I'm going to be really overwhelmed. I'm going to be really overwhelmed. Yeah. I really like it's debuts be because I really like being <laughs> in a crowd of happy people. Leah's <laughs> really like, like, I debuts. need that energy to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how we were present in person for Adam Cole and CM Punk debuting? No, was it? No, 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 Cole and Yeah. yeah. But again, yeah. CM Punk was, was the two weeks before, of course. Or something. Yeah. But that's a perfect example because I fucking oh my didn't God. know either that of those was so men, fun. and yeah. yet I was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it!" It's because I, I fucking love being in so a happy fun. crowd. I know it, yeah. it was a, that was great. I show. was cheering my face never off. Seen met, when, never seen men so happy as when Brian Danielson. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. I guess Adam, Adam Cole was a bigger memory for me because that moment where uh, With Kenny the box. was like, "No one's de- defeated me. No one alive." Dead. <laughs> you were like, that wow, was... Kenny anime, Kenny anime boy really coming out to play with that one. <laughs> that was that was big for us. But yeah, no, I I hope Okada comes. I think he's very yeah. like I think he's so funny. Like all of his little backstage nonsense, like the jokes about him joining the Bucks faction. I want him. I want it. I want it. But I think at the very least, even if they don't do, even if he doesn't join up with them, I do want to see Matt Jackson taking credit for it. I do want to see Matt Jackson. <laughs> I know. Matthew Jackson. I know. Being like, I want to see. I want to thank, see all thanks to us. Nicholas Jackson saying we landed Mercedes and we landed, we Okada. landed Okada. Yeah. <laughs> okay, girls. Let's kick it over to the tag team division. We now, do you a, think that there was anything interesting that we'll not like that to talk much. about? This will, this will just take a couple minutes. I think we'll be in and out. Flash. Um, okay, so we're going to start with uh, this is not interesting. But Big Big Bill and Ricky Starks fought the Dark Order on Collision and won. Darby Allen was on commentary. It Lydia, is you, funny for you to start like we're pretty excited about this, and then be like Big Bill and Ricky Starks fought the Dark Order, guys. I think I've done that before. I think I've always been like, now this is pretty exciting, and forgetting that there's. Like some lead up stuff to the exciting stuff. So it's not, it's not probably not great radio, but it is what it is. Um, Leah, do you want to briefly explain that this little issue you're having this week, we have a new man on the pod, just a new guy in our lives. So my husband that I don't care for, Eric (laughs) Beeson. RIP. RIP. Well, he went to WWE. He went to WWE. I think. I think. I mean. So he had. He. This is Leah's recapper. That she. My recapper from BleacherReport.com. He stopped covering Dynamite and Dynamite for a long time. I think it's been like three or four weeks. And then he was still doing Collision, but now he stopped doing Collision too. And so now I think he's just doing WWE. So what happened? I don't know. No. I'm again. I'm like this man is a celebrity to me, and I keep, I keep like searching <laughs> Twitter. Your I'm husband like, is a celebrity. <laughs> I'm like, guys, it's parasocial, the, but also who has the details and what happened to Eric Beeston? But like, nobody does. What What is worse in this world than when like mm. you are really interested in something and you're just using Google like your friend you're trying to talk to? Mm-hmm. Like, is anybody talking about this? And Google is like, girl, no. Nobody no. cares. And, and Nobody. when you're parasocial about someone that's not famous, like that's a that's a tough place. It's to rough. Be. Yeah, tough. It, yeah. That's so hard. So, anyways, in this time, I'm trying. I'm starting a new relationship with a man named Doc Chris <laughs> Muller, and we're we're you know I love that for you. You know, we're <laughs> going on a couple dates, getting to know each other. <laughs> I don't think you're going to so go far, out and find, wait, you're going to go to another website and find a different husband. I kind of think this, this is the guy. I kind of no. think yeah. this is like an arranged marriage. Then it's like but, on his way out, Eric Beeston was like, and Leah, you'll be married to Doc Chris Muller from now on. 
And unfortunately, you're finding him kind of dull so far. Yeah, like not a lot, not as, not as much passion as you had. No, with I Eric mean, Beeston. the thing with Eric is that, like, you know, the sex was it was wild. You know, like, you, you get into that recap, and like, what if someone who listens knows Eric Beeston? Oh my god, please, this please don't, nobody this is, ever. This is all no, this is guys, guys. It's jokes. This it's is jokes. It's ball. jokes. This is about him. An imagined idea of Eric Beeston and my friends, the listeners. It is not for Eric Beeston. Be cool. Hey, guys, be cool. Be cool. cool. You would never never say to anybody else, you'd never tell anybody else the things we say on this podcast, would you? Betray confidence. No, No. I don't think so. We're all in the circle of trust here. It's just Mm -hmm. that Eric Beeston would say (laughs) some shit where you'd be like, that's fucking crazy. But the act of. Like I would turn to my notes and like explain why that was crazy, which would clarify for me things that I wanted to say on this pod. And Doc Chris Muller, which which, you know, I'm getting to know him. Maybe he'll start saying some (laughs) crazy shit. But he just kind of says like pretty like like straightforward. He'll just like, and then they fought. And I'm like, (laughs) I really, I really need you to come out here and be like, and I think they're gonna betray each other. So I could be like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Or or maybe you would agree. Maybe if he came out and passionately said, you know, like, and I think this, you would be like, me too. And you guys could yeah. be a, you guys mm. could be a perfect marriage of the mind. A functional wow. relationship. If I had a functional it's, relationship with, with my recapper, anything <laughs> wow. is hey, anything is possible. Uh, well, he did say a few things that you you liked. I did bring you them liked in there. these. Yeah, yeah we'll I believe them. in my yeah. in my notes. I said the man that I've just maligned did say two <laughs> things I'd like to bring up. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring them up. Bring them up. Which is that Darby. So Darby Allen was on commentary. And yeah, he, which I was shocked by. Has yeah. he been on comment? He might. He might have been on commentary before. I mean, we, we who, who could say we don't remember <laughs> things that happened more than three we weeks don't. ago. But we don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like I haven't heard him talk that consistently. But there's two. Like there, there was two moments that cracked my ass up. So he, when he first got on, he was like, "The thing is that Big Bill is like he Ricky does not respect Big Bill. And I don't <laughs> think that Big Bill knows it. Big Bill needs to wake up and realize that Ricky." doesn't care about him but it was like in this mm. tone where you're like my friend's boyfriend sucks and i <laughs> wish that my friend would dump her st- stupid ass boyfriend <laughs> i love that i feel like it's the same thing we were saying when we were like it, it what we were saying about luchasaurus when we were like luchasaurus mm. is yeah. an, an abused animal it's yeah. kind of, that's like darby is like running a you know a shelter and he's like mm. we gotta get this dog away from this owner yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, he's right about Ricky and Big Bill, I think. I think Darby, like, Darby's going to need a new tag partner when Sting goes. Mm. I think he would he would care for Big Bill. I don't know. Darby about, and okay. Big Bill together. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I, I would, that's what you're I, describing is funny. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I would enjoy seeing them stand next to each other. Every for week. sure, I think that would be fun for, for long me. moments. But to yeah. wrestle together regularly, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to experience it. But the it other is, funny thing that Darby did on commentary, which I actually did get from Doc Chris Muller, is that he kept bringing up shit that happened on the panda uh, during the pandemic. One of which was he was like. So the, the commentary was like not to look past the dark order and Darby was like I'm not looking past the dark order John Silver during those p- the pandemic he fought for the TNT belt and it was just very funny where he was like I am an AEW uh, original We've, I've been here from the beginning don't fuck with and those, me those were our glory days there yeah. in this oh, yeah. place oh, like, we need, I'm sure Darby knows and then the other funny moment where he's like you know what else happened during the pandemic <laughs> Ricky hurt his neck Bye. <laughs> no, he specifically. 
basically he said he was like, remember when Hangman hurt Ricky's neck? <laughs> I was oh, just, wow. And I, you know, I genuinely was like, oh my God, Darby, are you allowed to say wow. that? It was I, so yeah. bitchy. It was the bitchiest <laughs> thing I've ever seen him, I've ever heard him say and it was awesome. He did, a, wow. he did a shockingly good job on commentary. He has not traditionally been a good, like, he, he's not good at talking for long periods of time, but I thought he did a really good job. I, I liked yeah. I liked seeing him exploring a new element. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on Dynamite, Sting and Darby had their title match versus Big Bill and Ricky Starks. So this was the main event. Uh, you'll be shocked to hear Sting and Darby did win, and they are our <laughs> new tag team champions. Uh, what did you guys? What did you guys find fun or interesting about the match? Did you enjoy yourselves? I mean, Sting was going hard. I got a little worried about him. Face at me. She made this face like, whoa. Well, I was not in my emotional best life, tonight, but mm. you're right that uh, they Sting was going hard. Sting was going hard. He jumped off a balcony. Uh, I am still thinking about. Nobody talked to me about what the names of the moves are, but when Darby did the tope <laughs> into the DDT ringside with Big Bill, you know the moment. Yeah, when Big Bill like swung, swung him, swung when he swung his him. hips, yeah. I enjoyed seeing ah. Big Bill and Darby do stuff. Like even when Darby was yeah. just like on his back, like a little howler monkey, and Big Bill was trying to climb over the ropes, and Darby. I mean, it was just maybe they're selling. Just maybe they are tag team partners now. I don't know. You're selling me on it, maybe. Big Bill. I, I think it has chemistry. grown on me a lot, a lot. I know which is crazy when he's before, with but Ricky, but now. One, one little imagine about him getting stuck in a window and we're on board. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take oh my God, much. I forgot. I forgot that what got us on board was the Winnie the Pooh imagine. <laughs> yeah. And where Matt Jackson, I believe, was putting like a water glass on his butt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. So that's the content you get here. Um, <laughs> I what was I going to say, oh, yeah. And then so Ricky did take the pin, but I actually was a little. <laughs> He did that thing where he like hesitated before like going for staying and that's like what kind of like lost him the match or something. And then he took the pin and I was like, Ricky, I think that you just took the pin because it's like cool to get (laughs) pinned by Sting in the final months of his career. So actually this isn't even like good behavior. You're still just like bogarting (laughs) moments. This man can't win with me. I'll tell you no credits. (laughs) Nope. Whatever. Anyway. uh, So Darby and Sting win. Uh, they're raising the the belts. They're hugging each other. They're so happy. Sting's uh, real life children, adult boys, adult boy type children, are ringside, and they come up to the. <laughs> he also <laughs> Sting had a daughter there too, but she what? didn't get to come ringside. Yeah, oh, they said on contrary. Right when he, yeah, I was like, wait, so up. she didn't get to come up because she, they couldn't beat her up. I was like, as a woman, if I want to get beat up by the yeah. young bucks, that should be my right. Should okay, be my I right. would actually be so fucking pissed off. Oh, if, I know. A, I'd be a, furious. Girl. I have two brothers. If my two brothers got to do that and I wanted to, I mean, maybe she didn't want to, but like. Maybe she I'd didn't. Yeah. be furious. If, We're angry yeah. on her behalf if she wants us mm-hmm. to be. If, if she wanted to get beat up by the young bucks, <laughs> she deserves to be allowed. She deserves to. Did you to. see that Mary... <laughs> Our friend Mary said that she was going to start calling Sting's son, sons Stang and Stong. <laughs> okay, that's really funny. Yeah, that's fun. And they did have that look. Nice. They had that look. And yeah, what is Sting's, both... Sting's real name? Is like Steve or? Yeah, Steve Borden. Steve, Steve. And one of his sons is Steve Jr. Because I went to like look up on his Wikipedia. Oh, you went and, and checked like, that out, huh? Children oh. were there, yeah. They played college football. Uh, they had that look, big, mm-hmm. big in the shoulders, boy, boy style. Um, mm-hmm. so, 
Big time boy style, yeah. Big time boy style. So, uh, so they came up and they giving they giving their dad hugs and they're hanging out in the corner. Everyone's so happy, confetti. Who shows up all of a sudden in the ring? But the EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, wearing these uh, oh ill fitting white white suits buttoned, which I was so fixated for the entirety of the segment. I'm having the time of my life. I One of, Matt unbuttoned it, which was smart. Nick was like, I will not unbutton this suit. And the suit is just coming up around his ears <laughs> while he's bashing his baseball bat. So they beat up Sting's children. They beat up Sting. They beat up Darby. They beat them up past the point of uh, reasonability. Darby <laughs> is bleeding all over there. And he's visibly rubbing his face many people saying like he understood the assignment and it's like yeah there's one thing Darby understands he's like get the blood everywhere so he's getting the blood all over the suits (laughs) you of course if if you pull back from the kayfabe landscape I do just think like wow you guys work together beautifully to create a scene (laughs) absolute chaos yeah the and fact that it, they like, also had their they had bats that they had wrapped in white tape, mm-hmm. so the bats perfectly matched. Matched, those suits. yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can't say the young bucks don't know what they're doing. Oh my god, yeah. you certainly and, cannot. So they had a little promo on Twitter afterwards where they were like so upset that Sting and Darby made them had to do that, which I thought was such a genius. The, 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 the delivery the in this promo. <laughs> no, you go, Leah. <laughs> Dang, I hope you feel better. Yeah. Matt, I hope you feel better. Matt Jackson, you are the goat. You are the goat forever. You, you did are get blood the all guy. over my, my suit. The you pause, did. the pause, and then it's like you could see, I like it's like this man was like, I could get an Emmy for this. And it's like, yeah, I mean, as much as Damon Salvatore could, and he couldn't, but like <laughs> when, he's just being like, I'm so like, um, what did he say? Feel better, Sting, feel better, Darby. And but then it was a pause, and you could like see his face change as he looked down and then look back and goes, you did get that blood on my, got blood on my <laughs> suit though. It was just like, oh, you're evil, evil. You're the bad <laughs> boss. Know. You are a bad boss. Also, and being so upset about it and then like Nick being like, but the EVPs have to make tough decisions. It was like tough decisions. every CEO on a call about layoffs being like, oh it my was God. so hard for me to decide to do this. I'm, so you know, I just, I've had such a terrible time this week. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Nick saying that that suit was five thousand dollars you fucking I know that, that you that got that suit at party suit city was, oh. <laughs> that, that was also such a joe bluth line you yeah. know where, oh the guy in the three thousand dollar suit yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i don't want to repeat myself but i just think like that that the stuff that they've done with these characters is so good like it just like wasn't quite what i was expecting when they started doing the gimmick but it's so much better which then makes me so so cheerfully be like wow they're so much better at understanding wrestling than me they are really good at what they do i know i think just like the way that they have been playing that like oh i hate that oh i wish that i feel Mm. gutted i wish that hadn't had to happen (laughs) yeah it's like that just the the yeah. Oh, it was perfect. It's nice to, for once, not want to nitpick someone's character work. You know? I just be like, I know. wow. I was briefly nervous that very, very first promo where they, like, were, mm-hmm. like, their tones were, like, a little bit more, like, high key and, like, 
uh, like finally were un- were unsilenced, and it was like, yeah, you deserve to be. I'm a little worried. Yeah, about, I don't know how where this is going. And then for mm-hmm. them to move into this instead has been exactly what needed to happen. It's just yeah, like, so fun yeah. to watch. It's so enjoyable. And I have to say that as a as a super fan. It's really nice for other people to be enjoying it too. And I just oh think <laughs> you guys deserve for other people to be having a good time. I'm having a good time. It's like, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to take a nap now. Well, we got him back out there. <laughs> I know. It feels like the two reactions that I've seen have been the young wucks are fucking killing it. And I knew that they were always <laughs> like this. <laughs> Rest Which is also uh, says the young bucks so are fucking killing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, that's what that means. <laughs> uh, yeah, really great. Oh, and they ha- so they had the blood all over the suits, and then everyone rampage will have come out by the time this comes out. So we do know from some like footage from after the show that then they go, they are wrestling on rampage, and that they go out in the suits with the blood all over them, which is so, so good. Now, did we all get spoiled? Did you Did you guys watch yeah. that? I, yeah. I did. I wasn't going to. I never do. But yeah. I was like, I couldn't. I just, I was like, I, can't, I have to watch I it. had to. I had to. Oh, and then, oh, I couldn't. No, we haven't, see, we haven't the seen, blood. we haven't seen a really good version of it. But no, do, I mean, you guys have I any impressions mean, you want to share? I love how succession-y it is. Yes. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good place for them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I think that, you know, and drawing from outside the wrestling world at all will always praise it. Mm. We will always praise it. I mean, not that I'm not convinced that those men have watched Succession, but uh, definitely those are the vibes we're getting. So, um, yeah, great. Oh, I I do. Happy. (laughs) I do briefly want to talk about how incredibly funny it was. There was some also some uh, crowd footage from the show of Tony coming out after the beatdown and getting down on his hands and knees to be like, oh, Sting, are you you okay? And he's (laughs) kind kind of checking him. And then he drapes himself over Sting, gives him a big hug on the floor before he gets up. And I cannot stop thinking about... Tony just being like, this is my big old dog sting. Oh, he's so tired. So I get down on the floor to give him a big hug. And then also in the world of kayfabe, how funny it is for him to be like, oh my God, Sting, are you okay? Are you, oh, that's so horrible. I can't believe my EVPs did that to you. Anyway, I give him a match on Rampage. So they're going to be wrestling in about an hour. I know, I know that we're years away from Tony being able to make this joke, but I want so bad for RJ City to like do an interview where he's like, and why did you let the EVPs go out there and do that to Sting? And Tony would be like, I was afraid for my life. I was afraid for my life. What was I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do? I know. It would Extremely be, violent people. Can't do it yet, but it would be funny. Um... I can't. I can't wait to watch Rampage tomorrow night. When's the last time that we've been like anticipating Rampage? Feral for Rampage? Not. I know. Not Young Bucks and like a Best Friends trio too. It's like, oh my god. Well, we're about to get into that, and that I I don't feel. I feel a little worried about that actually. But we'll get it. (laughs) We'll get into that in one mere moment after I ask if there's anything else you want to say about uh, the Young Bucks or the tag team division. Cuties. Cuties. Oh my God. Well, yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, still, Nick, the look's working for you. Matt, you look dishonest. And uh, <laughs> that's perfect. And it's perfect. And d- don't change a thing. You know, you're, you're doing a great a job. I will say that Nick's, Nick's, Nick has looked very handsome. The beige suit was not really his best no. look. I'd like Ooh. to see him in he other needs things. A little- 
color analysis. A little color, yeah, yeah. Find out, find out what colors work for him. It's not beige, but no, no, no. I I believe that uh, the Jewel family is probably where he needs to live. Okay, well, we can't wait to see what else our extremely violent people do in the weeks to come. Let's talk about best friends. <laughs> every week, every week for the past four weeks, towards the end of the episode, it's like, well, we've got to have a little talk about. <laughs> well, it's like no, this is this is us time. Like we've done like yeah. a I lot do of kind of smart our work that yeah. you know we're proud of. This is for us. Yeah, mm. and it's like it, I do kind of feel at this point like I'm just like, oh, and if you don't want to hear about this, you can just drop out. You can That's just okay. Turn it off. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes like, oh, they're all the best friends. Section. Yeah, <laughs> we get <laughs> we that. get to the end and it's like us and waffly waffly, and we're like, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah. This is <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks, okay? <laughs> like everyone's so, like, they're just gonna croon about Dustin for 15 <laughs> minutes, but whatever. It was looking really good, but <laughs> I, this is it, I do I, yeah, this is our little parasocial segment. And it's okay to say, you know what? I want to say yeah. that on on the record. It's yeah. okay to be a little parasocial. It's important to know that that's what's going on. Yeah. You just keep it in perspective. A little joke about how irrational you are about, you know. Yeah. And I'm, and I am about fine. to be irrational because I'm so worried. Okay. I know. You're really so, stressed. I can't. And what? <laughs> you are. <laughs> Well, O.C., Greg, and Rocky had a backstage promo with Renee on Dynamite in which O.C. revealed that he is going to be fighting. I, we already knew this, but he said something about how he's going to be fighting Ishii on Collision. And Greg and Rocky had a weird reaction to it that I don't... No one on earth could possibly really understand what's going on. Like, they were just like, well, oh, you're fighting Ishii? And he was just like, yeah, I think it's fine. And they were like... Mm. Well, it's like, I guess Ishii is like in chaos, which know, they also but, are. So, but it was a weird moment. It was hard to know what you're supposed to take from it. Well, that's the thing. That's what we were saying last week. Is this a baguette, like crumb yeah. leading us through the forest? Or is it? Are we going to a garbage can or are we going to a secondary location? A real <laughs> secondary, which in this case would be good. I will, or maybe not. It might or might not be good to go to a secondary location with these men. <laughs> The question is whether they're trying to lead us to one. <laughs> I feel like like I'm less stressed because I've given up on anything they say ever having any long term. That's I think that's where Sarah was as well as well because I tried to probe her where I was like, do you think that this? Do you think like we're supposed to take anything away from this? And she was like, no, it's best friends. <laughs> no, that's good. Greg just looked so ominous that I was mm. like, Greggy, are you okay? Like I need to talk to you. <laughs> And then, so then Renee asked for a medical update about Dustin. As I've said here, I'm IRL laughing as I type this. It's absolutely, like, it was so shocking that I was more nervous than pleased about it. Like, I was like, you, you ask what Chuck Taylor's medical condition is? And you were, you were right to be I stressed, right. you I was know? right to be yeah. nervous. And so, and they said, well, he's backstage and we're actually headed to check on him right now. Unfortunately, in a promo later on in the night, we saw Dustin getting beaten up by the United Kingdom, uh, playing his classic role of damsel in distress, <laughs> with Adam Cole watching and laughing from his from his wheelchair throne, kind of steepling his fingers like, "Oh, ha ha! I've got you, I've got you now, Dustin." And. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then they also played this video of OC and other people petting dogs and communing with cats. I don't, I guess that was, it. that was uh, interfacing with the, uh, not interface. you know what I mean? That was another, you know, it's about another show. So don't worry about that. 
I think it was a kind of an apology, like is how I thought of it. It's like you had to watch Dustin get beat up so you can watch OC hug a dog on the floor like Tony Khan <laughs> with Sting. Um, well, so, so they really you, didn't get there in time. They were going to check on Dustin, and by 15 minutes, no, they hadn't reached him. Apparently, they hadn't reached him. They didn't show up. <laughs> no, the, they didn't last save him at we all. saw. That man, that he could have been getting taken to a secondary location. He could be yeah. in a basement. He could be in a basement. He could be in a torture dungeon. He could Adam be Cole in has it in a for river. him specifically. Like in the promo last week, Adam Cole was picking on Dustin specifically why? and saying and he was he, useless. What's that about? why he's so mean to Dustin? Yeah. He's just a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just one of our little guys. So you guys are not worried at all. You're like cruising. You're feeling like, yeah. I mean, but I could be extremely wrong. No, like, yeah, maybe. I mean, well, it's best wanna, friends uh, are the the boys who cried wolf, right? Like yeah. every single promo, there's like a moment where you're like, "Is this anything?" And one of yeah. these times, it is going to be something. And right, like, right, you you won't be looking, and then suddenly, Greg and Rocky are are in the tag team division as heels again. And then what happens? And then what happens to Dustin? We need to <laughs> sit down I all know. of his mothers together. What's the plan? <laughs> Okay, what's the plan for this? We man? can't just never see him again, which no. is what would happen if we're going to need to see him. Together. Yeah, we need to see him for our health. He doesn't so, care about our health. I don't know. I'm no. just really worried. I'm like, yeah, if if Dustin got fired, we'd never see him again. This is really the segment of our podcast where I have made you guys come, like, take me to therapy. Where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm in your hands. I'm like, can't you fix, can't you fix this for me? I'm having change management issues where I'm so worried about the idea of best friends not loving each other. You can't fix that for me. I mean, I'm worried about his like injury status because, like, why would they bring him back if he's not ready to come back and then oh, beat him up? I think so he's worthless. I think he's. Yeah, I I only I just remembered that today. Right, that yeah. the I hate it. Uneven. I the men, the men are, are uneven. uneven. So Wardlow gets but hurt, and we have to in suffer. United Kingdom. It's two Roddy. men. United two men in United Kingdom. Two men, United Adam Kingdom, Cole and Adam Cole. Cole. So was there only four men? There weren't there yeah. only three men beating up Dustin because it seemed like seven. Yeah. They were no, getting busy. And Roddy. They were <laughs> so Roddy, Matt Taven, two plus Bennett, Adam Cole, and Wardlow. But Wardlow was wasn't there. there meeting him up? No, because he's hurt. I don't, so that so it was hurt. three So it was men. only yeah. three men. That's why I'm saying yeah. they had the strength and the, the ferocity of seven <laughs> to ten. <laughs> it really felt like my child was getting assaulted by seven to ten men. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And I didn't like it. But, yeah. okay, so, so they have three men uninjured at this time. And then we have OC. And so we have four men on our team. So that someone has yeah. to be out. And Rod- Rocky can't be out? Rocky doesn't even go here. It's ridiculous. It does feel like Rocky could be out because he doesn't go here. But I guess go back Rocky home, doesn't Rocky. feel that way. Go to, your, Rocky is go just to like, your own house, Rocky. You have a home. Rocky has realized that if you just like hang around enough, like eventually someone will be like, I guess he gets a paycheck. I don't know. <laughs> I guess he does go here. Ambassador Rocky. So. Rocky, not Roddy. Roddy, I very Rocky. much enjoyed. Somebody tweeted at us last night and was like, uh, "Tunnel Talk Pod isn't going to be happy about this." And I retweeted that, and James from ONR was like, "You girls were the first person I thought of," and I laughed. <laughs> but you know what, James? At our suffering, James. At our suffering, I read that James. and I thought, "Thank you for thinking of us." That's- I know it was so sweet. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> To be laughed at in our time of crisis, it's an honor, mm. James. It's an honor, yeah. 
But you guys are doing okay. I'm the only one. I'm I'm suffering because I'm too worried. I'm too worried. It's literally just I've gone limp. I've suffered before. They've had me suffer before too many times. And so I'm just like, well, I can't believe that this is going anywhere. I guess I'm trying to process. I'm like, I need to get healthy like my friends. And well, I mean, I I I don't know that it's healthy. Well, I just don't want to disagree with you because you could be, this could be the No, you're not disagreeing. But I do. Well, I, I did. It's, I just have, I said it out loud that I don't think that. <laughs> She's about to wait for it. She's about to say something. I you don't think anything's happening. You're going to get berated. <laughs> My God. Get ready to feel bad. Jesus Christ. I do. I just haven't said it out loud. <laughs> Someone clip that for us. Go ahead, Leah. Leah, disagree with I, me, please. I'm begging. I'm begging you to. I'm begging. <laughs> I you didn't to. think that Greg's response when about fighting Ishii was that weird. I thought that he think was, it was like, weird. I thought he was just being like, "Really? Is that happening?" Like, I didn't. Well, think why it was is like, it happening though? It's like if it's not happening to drive tension between them, why is it happening? Because OC is why? always fighting people yeah, for no why, reason. Why, why does OC fight anybody? Did Greg fight Ishii recently? Is that is that crazy? Am I making that up? I don't Somebody think fought so. Ishii, but I don't think it was Greg. I'm over here trying to I'm in Garage Band trying to Google Greg Ishii, which wouldn't bring up anything anyway. So why bother? Um, okay, well you know what? It will, we have some some podcast marital difficulties we'll have to work out uh, <laughs> after the recording ends. But um, do you actually have anything that you want to say about the camp wars or you want to kick it to next week? Let's kick it to next week. Kick it to, kick it to next week. And you guys can wait to find out what camp wars means. You can guess. <laughs> you'll probably, you know what? If you work at it, you'll probably be able to guess what the subject is going to be. Um, okay. So um, I think that's it. Did I miss anything that you really wanted to talk about? I don't think so. That was good. Okay. Then I have been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod via email, tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get pod. Oh, I will interrupt this to say uh, for new listeners... We, if you leave us a five star rating somewhere, you can send us a message or you can say in the review or whatever. Um, you can tell us something that you want us to watch in the world of wrestling. It could be a, you know, could be a match, could be a clip, could be an interview, whatever. And uh, when we save up enough of them, we'll do a bonus pod and uh, we watch them live. This is coming up because we just got a very good one. We're yeah, very we, excited we, about it. So. We're excited. We, really we got to build up a couple we need, more we need so we can more do a full episode. To do it yeah. so you can get an episode together. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, if you leave us a five-star review somewhere, let us know what you want us to watch. We'll watch it. Okay, there. You can also find us on the Social Suplex Network feed where we encourage you to check out some of the other great podcasts on the network. And as always, please come back next week. <laughs> Oh, please please. come back next week. Please come back next week. Please. Oh, please. Please. Good pod. I love it. Good Good pod. pod.